0: Our scripture reading today comes from Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation. Are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Superman.
1: We love Superman, don't we? And that music always brings us right back to to, um, uh, that movie that we all know and love. Well, we're in our third week of our series at the movies. I hope you've been enjoying this. I've had a whole lot of fun preparing for this series just because I've had to do some hard research. I've I've had to watch some fun movies and eat some popcorn and, you know, that kind of thing. And so I'm, I'm, but it has really made me think differently or look at things differently in today's movies. We have discovered the connections of our faith in the culture around us and looking at some of the popular movies of today. We have eyes to see. And a mind to, to, to think that through. We discovered what really matters most in The Greatest Showman when we talked about that. And we, last week we watched the movie in, or a clip from the movie Inside Out and we t- talked about how all of our feelings, even sadness, are a gift from God. And today I'm not going to talk about one movie in particular. I'm just going to talk about what society has kind of gravitated toward in this superhero phenomenon in this genre of movie, and we go all the way back here to Superman as I remember him. He was not the first Superman, I know that. But this was Clark Kent, played by uh, Christopher Reeves, right? And he was the the gentle, kind person, the the reporter uh, in his everyday life. And then when tragedy hit, he became Superman, right? I have loved all the Superman movies, loved all of them, the, the fight of, um, against Lex Luthor and the other forces of evil, and I've loved, loved the latest version of Superman, who's played by uh, Henry Cavill. So I have a question for you. Now, this is just something we're going to do for a little fun right here. It's August, it's, you know, summertime, we're going to just have a little fun. Who's your favorite superhero? Just shout it out. Superman, okay. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, you're the, you're the superhero. Okay, who? Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Anybody gonna say Thor? Mm. My heart goes just a little faster. Why are we so enamored with superheroes? Why are we why do we love them so much and why has society you know over and over again been gravitated has gravitated towards superheroes well i think it's because the story why do we as human beings love story so much well because according to one study 65% of our conversation are stories of our conversations make up stories. And so when we hear a story, whether it's real life or made up, we want to relate it to a similar experience that we've had in our own lives. And then we relate it to an emotional response that we have from that. And so someone tells us a story about a concert that they attended it, and in the beautiful music that they, they heard, we immediately relate that to a time in our own lives where we had that same experience and in that we make meaning. The story makes meaning for us. So just as the brain detects patterns and sounds, it also detects patterns in information. And so these patterns and information are the ways that the storytelling kind of makes meaning in our own lives. Now, since Adam and Eve walked in the Garden of Eden with God, storytelling has been an an integral part of human existence, right? A human, you know, that's how we know the stories of God, is that this storytelling genre, it was an oral tradition for years and years and years. And that is why Jesus used, what, parables. He used parables, he used stories to make meaning to those connections in life. Now, I asked David Stewart Jr., the second, founder of Lion Forge Comics, about the long history of comics and how they have moved into the cinema genre or the cinema uh, screen. And he referenced some information for me that I want to share with you that states that people who remember reading their favorite comic books, how many people had a comic book growing up, and you had a hero in that comic book. Well, they don't want to give up those heroes. They just want to experience them now in new ways. They want to experience those same heroes, maybe in, on the large screen or in through today's technology. And these heroic stories that people love all seem to have that same theme in them. Whether it's David and Goliath, or Moses in the desert, or Batman in Gotham City. It is about overcoming the odds. It's a good over evil. It's about fighting the battle and winning. There are probably more superhero characters now than ever before. Stanley created Marvel and, and in that was cranking out movies. And so we have Captain America and Iron Man and Thor, and the Hulk, (laughs) and Black Panther. I mean, that's just to name a few of them. And then they all came together in the Avengers. Oh, I love the Avenger movies. But we have those ones that we probably always remember, and that's those three that you named out loud when we first started. That was Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, right? Those were, the few, those were the three that we remember, and there's some interesting connections in these characters and our story of faith that I want to bring to light for you, some things that I'd really never thought about. Let's take Superman for just a moment. Superman could be described as the ultimate powerful warrior. The creator, in fact, Jerry Siegel said that he wanted to create a, char- a character that was the combination of Samson, Hercules, and all the strong men ever heard of all put together in one character. And there are also some other connections. You see, Superman has this Messiah-like quality that we might recognize without really have ever been thinking, have ever thought about it that way before. For instance, he has these images of Christ um, in his book, The Gospel According to the World's Greatest Superhero, Superhero, Stephen Skelton makes these strong connections. He says, A heavenly father sends his only son to earth. Remember how in Superman, the father sent Superman to earth to save him. At age 30, Superman will embark on his public mission, the same age as Jesus was when he entered the world in his public mission and invited the fishermen to stop fishing for fish and fish for people, right? Superman, in his mission, will fight for truth and justice, and Jesus did that at every turn. As similar to Jesus, Superman champions the values of Christian faith. He champions joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control he has two fathers one of this world and one of not right he loves the people so much that he allows them to arrest him and lock him up and he dies for the people and is resurrected does that connect to you in a story There's some deep meaning in the symbolism as well. So that triangle on his chest, what do we associate the triangle with? The Trinity, right? The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The triangle on Superman's chest is pointed downward. God pointing toward the relationship with humankind. Now then the S. I love the the quote in the, the new version of Superman. They're in the holding room where he's been arrested. They've he's allowed them to arrest him. They're in this um, interrogation room, and the woman Lois Lane comes in and she's talking with him, and she says, "What's the S for?" And he says, "Well, you know, in from my world, in my world, that S is the kryptonite meaning for hope. That S means hope." And she said, "Well, in my world, it's just an S." (laughs) You know. So this symbolism, back and forth, there's some connections in the Trinity also with the beginnings of Superman, Batman, and and a Wonder Woman, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because in the biblical language, the Holy Spirit has female pronouns. So some of these things, if you're looking, you can see these connections. And I think this is the key to why we love these stories, remember? We hear a story and we connect it to our own story and we create meaning in that. The stories remind us of our human story and how God entered our world and brought us a Savior, Jesus Christ, a a rescuer from sin and death. Now, as a little girl, I loved Wonder Woman. Of course, when the new version came out, I wanted to see the movie. But like Superman, Wonder Woman comes from a different world, right? And she's sent to Earth with these superpowers. Her alter ego is Diana Prince. She Remember, she wore owl glasses, you know, the kind of glasses. And she wore, you know, suits, you know, they had sensible suits. And with one twirl or a few twirls, she became Wonder Woman, right? She had a golden lasso, strong abs, and wonderful hair. (laughs) I wanted to be Wonder Woman, so when I twirl and twirl and pretend that I was Wonder Woman, but today, also wanna be Wonder Woman, but that doesn't happen, right? I might find a lasso, but not have the first clue how to use one. The strong abs are long gone, church and great hair is something I dream of every morning. (laughs) But if you're like me, you want to be Wonder Woman, but more times than not, I'm Worry Woman. Anyone feel like that? Mm -hmm. As women and men in today's society, we face so many places of battle. And it brings up those worries, those wrestlings. Our women's Bible study's been reading a book called Winning the Worry Battle by Barb Roos. And in the book, she points to a key question. She says, she asks us, are you a worrier or a warrior? Are you a worrier or are you a warrior? The words are similar, aren't they? Both begin with W, both have a double R in there, but the vowels are different. Vowels are different. And she says that when we hear the word warrior, we should associate that A with assertive. Assertive. And she says the key in being assertive is training and preparation. And so in this new version of Wonder Woman, Diana Prince is preparing for battle. The battle will never be fair. Amen? The battle in our worlds will never be fair. So we have to be, as the message said in the very beginning of your scripture reading this morning, be prepared. Be prepared. We are stronger than we think we are. Just as she said to Diana, you are stronger than you think you are. But you have to keep your focus. You have to keep your focus. We have to become Faith warriors. Not faith warriors. We have to become faith warriors. Fighting in faith is a visual representation of what it looks like to face hardship and difficulty or uncertainty like a warrior instead of facing those with fear like a warrior. The Apostle Paul gives us this person This perfect visual of the armor of God. Now, you have that in your bulletin as the message, this modern-day paraphrase, but you may remember it in a different version. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his power. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness as shoes for your feet put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith at which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Fighting in faith paints us this beautiful picture of standing tall, confident, with peace and courage and strength because we know we do not stand alone. We are not alone in this. It gets in this position for God's power to give us victory over whatever worry is trying to wear us out. The Apostle Paul just beautifully illustrates to us that we have what it takes to be able to meet every battle. We have been prepared. We have been equipped. Deflecting those arrows from the world, right? Those arrows that come at us each and every day from every place. Arrows like that we are not enough, that lie that we tell ourselves or Arrows like temptation or arrows like prejudice or any evil that's shot in our direction. We have to stand tall with that breastplate of righteousness and a belt of truth around us with shoes on ready to proclaim God's good news, the love and peace found in Jesus Christ. And as a faith warrior, we have to remember that God's promises are true and therefore each and every one of us knowing that we do not stand alone. You see, you don't. God is right there with you. You do not stand alone and you not only have God with you, you also have a community of faith surrounding you in difficult times, amen? You see. When we let worry take over, that's when the isolation begins, church. We isolate ourselves. But as a warrior, look around, you stand with an army. You stand with people behind you and around you, lifting you up. You see, worry begins to think there's nothing I can do. And warriors remember there's nothing God can't do. Do you want to be a faith warrior, the kind of warrior that Jesus Christ came into this world to make you? Do you want to be a faith warrior that God designed you to be? Pull out that bulletin again. Pull out that bulletin and look at that scripture right there before you. There's some... Apostle Paul really outlines it for us of how we're to be these faith warriors. Number one, we're to repeat God's promises Remember, it says God's word is an indispensable weapon. God's word is an indispensable weapon. We're to repeat God's promises. What are some of the promises that have given you strength over the years? Just think of some of those. Open up your Bible. Start reading the promises that are there for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's in Proverbs. Philippians 4:13 I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Give all your worries and your cares to God for he cares about you in 1 Peter. And Psalm 56 when I am afraid I will put my trust in you, O Lord. And Paul's words so beautifully in Romans. Oh, these are some of the words that I hold on to with all of my strength and my might, whenever worry starts to try to crop into my world, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Who? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And our response is no. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Nothing. So we're to repeat those promises to ourselves. The next thing we're to do is to pray Remember as it says in the message, pray hard and long. I send out a lot of prayer notes through the month and I got a note back from someone within our congregation that said, you know, we could pray 24-7 for everything that's going on in this world, amen. Pray hard and pray long. Barb Bruce says it this way so beautifully. She says, "Worry is talking to yourself, while praying is talking to God. Amen. Worry is talking to yourself while prayer praying to God praying is talking to God." Paul's instructions: pray hard, pray long, and then he says, "Reach out." Reach out, keep each other's spirits up, he says, so that no one falls behind. That no one falls behind. We're in community with one another, so reach out. If you're worried about someone, call them, talk with them. If you're worried about something that's going on in your own life, call your friend, talk to them. Reach out to someone. The community of faith is your fellow soldiers. We are in battle together. And then remember you are stronger than you think you are because you are not alone. You are not alone. Don't isolate yourself. As the scripture says, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. You know, we each, we, each of us have battles every single day, don't we? Battles of whether or not we're just even going to get up in the morning battles of how we're going to face a certain issue, battles of of relationship, battles of bills, battles of many things in our life. So what do you need to face today? And have you been kind of just pushing it behind, worrying about it, not knowing what to do, and as my granny used to say, wallering in it? Yeah. Maybe it's bills. Maybe they're just high right now and you don't know what to do about that. Well, tackle it. Begin to make a plan. Get a financial consultant. Ask ask someone to help. Maybe it's marriage. You're feeling like that's a disconnect right now and maybe you just need to sit in with a counselor. But don't worry about it. Face it. Face it with God's strength and God's community. You are not alone. Put on that armor. Put on that armor, church. You know, I love the message translation in so many ways. And right before this passage of the armor of God, it says this, God is strong and he wants you strong. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you. Well-made weapons of the best materials. God's given you everything you need to face battles. All you have to do is claim them as a child of God. So I want you to repeat back to me the things that you need to remember to be a faith warrior. God has given me his promises. God has given me his spirit. God has
0: given me his spirit.
1: And God has given me his community. God has given me his community. If you remember that, you can face any battle in front of you, church. Any battle. God has given me his promise. God has given me his spirit. God has given me his community. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.